The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We ask that you breathe upon us, change our lives, take us higher in you. Let your word come alive to us and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' amazing name, we have prayed. Amen. The truth about life and man is that man loves security. Man loves to be secure. And, and there's actually, you could say there's nothing wrong with that. But you see, the current COVID-19 situation has shown us for the past few months that the world is so very fragile. The world is so very fragile. A whole civilization is being threatened even right now. Economies are in chaos. People's lives are under pressure. And when we see the word of God, we see that it is not unusual. God has told us about a shaking and he's shown us the things that are un unshakable. If we, if we open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, and I read from verse 27, Hebrews 12, 27, it says that this phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaking, that is, the things that can be shaken, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. The word of God is clear. What can be shaken will be shaken. And God is saying that there are things that cannot be shaken. And those things will abide. Those things will remain. So the, the question is, what are the things that cannot be shaken? What are the things that cannot be shaken? If we can anchor our lives on the things that cannot be shaken, we'll see that life is a whole lot safer, safer as God will have it. What are the things that cannot be shaken? The number one thing that cannot be shaken, we're gonna give, give us four things that cannot be shaken. The number one thing that cannot be shaken is the throne of God. The throne of God cannot be shaken. We'll, we'll take two readings together, and that is Psalm 45, verse 6, and Lamentations 5, 19. Psalm 45, verse 6, Lamentations 5, 19. It says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. The throne of God cannot be shaken. Lamentations 5, 19 says, But Lord, you remain the same forever. For how long does it remain the same? Forever. From eternity to eternity, your throne continues from generation to generation. So we see that the first thing that God has given us that cannot be shaken and can see in the word of God is the throne of God. The throne of God is secure. The throne of God is established. The throne of God endures. The throne of God cannot be shaken. 
Psalm 46, um, from verse 1, says to us that, Psalm 46, verse 1, that God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in time of trouble. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you're going through right now. I'm here to say to you that God is your refuge and strength, is your ever-present help in time of trouble. Therefore, because of this, we will not fear, though the earth be shaking and give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, God is our refuge and strength. And if you go on and from verse 4, it says, A river brings joy to the city of our God. Now, watch this. Listen to this. The sacred home of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, of that city. She shall not be moved. Now, because the throne of God cannot be shaken, the city of God cannot be shaken, cannot be moved. Now, there is a river that flows from the throne of God into the city of God, and it says that God shall help her, and that right early. So, so we see that because the throne of God is established, there's a river that brings joy into the city of God. And that city is secure. So even if the heavens and the earth is shaking, guess what? God's throne remains eternal, immutable, and immovable. God's throne is forever and ever. It's eternal. It's immutable. It does not change. It's established and it's immovable. It cannot be shaken. It cannot move. I mean, it's beautiful to serve a God whose throne cannot be shaken. There is no politician on earth whose throne cannot be shaken. There is none. None. No, 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 no. There is no position on earth. There is no corporate position that you can have that cannot be shaken. There is no position that you can get, even in your business that you own, that cannot be shaken. But the throne of God cannot be shaken. So how does this apply to us? I'm going to, I'm going to show you in a bit. How does this apply to us? In Hebrews 1.10, the word of God says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and you made the heavens with your hand. They will perish, the heavens and the earth, but you will remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and you will discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so how does this apply to us? Number one, it brings encouragement that if everything else can be shaken, that the throne of our God cannot be shaken. So, because God is on the throne, it is well with you in the name of Jesus. Because God is on the throne, it will be well with you. It shall be well with you. And it is well with you. 
How do I know that? How do I know that? Pastor, did you know? It's simple. God is still on the throne and his throne is unshakable. Hallelujah. Ah, it's beautiful. His, his throne is solid. It's on the throne. So the first thing is, is this. Because it's on the throne, it is well. The second thing, and, and this is a, a, a response, a response. We should come boldly, according to Hebrews 4.12, we should come boldly to the throne that cannot be shaken, to the throne of grace, so that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Ah, hallelujah. So the throne of God to the world can be a throne of judgment. To his children on earth is the throne of grace. Is the throne of grace. So our response is to come boldly to this throne of grace. Do you need help at this time? Do you need help? You look at your future and it looks easy. And you know, Pastor, I need help. Come to the throne of grace and you will find help. That throne cannot be shaken. It's immovable, it's immutable, it's eternal. It cannot be shaken. So the first thing that is immovable is the throne of God. The second thing that is immovable, that cannot be shaken, is the word of God. Is the word of God, and that's so beautiful. So God's throne is is immovable, is is immutable, is eternal. It cannot be shaken. The word of God, number two, is unshakable. Mark 13, 31. This is so beautiful because you you have a reference point for your life. You have something to to base your life on. You, you, if you base your life on equations, if you base your life on projections, if you base your life on motivational speaking, it will crumble. Anything apart from Christ that you base your life on is going to crumble. It's going to be quicksand. So we see Mark 13, 31, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So you have a reference point for your life. Things that cannot be shaken. If everything else is shaking as it is, if everything else is rocking, the throne of God cannot be shaken. The word of God cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. The word of God cannot be shaken. Heaven and earth will pass away. So you cannot be like... um. The reed that is tossed to and fro because you have the word of God. Something to put your anchor on, to base your life on. First Peter 1 24. 1 Peter 1 24 says to us that for all people are like grass. All people are like grass, and all their glory is like flowers on the field. The girl that is doing shakara for you, the glory is just like flowers you feel, you feel. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting. I feel like shouting. The word of the Lord endures forever and ever and ever. And this is the word that has been preached to you. 
the word endures forever. The glory of all people is like grass. The person that is living in the biggest house that you are jealous of is going to pass away. The lady that is carrying the expensive bag that you have been eyeing, in fact, you are happy we are, we are having church online because you don't have to see those expensive bags that will make you feel miserable for the week. Hey, they are going to pass away. They are going to pass away. They are going to pass away. The glory of all men will fade, but the word of God endures forever. And we see the manifestation of the immutability and unshakability of the word of God being the grammar. Immutable, it means that it cannot be decomposed. And unshakable, it cannot, it cannot shake. So, the first thing we see is that we see that the promises of the word of God cannot be shaken. 2 Corinthians 1.20 the promises in Christ, of God in Christ, they are yea and amen. They are, they are established. They cannot be shaken forever. Oh, Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It is settled. The word of God is settled. It cannot be shaken. Beautiful. 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 So, the promises of God, the promises of the word is unshakable. The power of the word cannot be shaken. The power cannot be shaken. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The power of the word of God cannot be shaken. So with the promises of the word of God cannot be shaken. The power of the word of God cannot be shaken. And the prophecies of the word of God cannot be shaken. In fact, we see all the prophecies of the word of God coming to pass, even in our lifetime, a whole lot have come to pass. It cannot be shaken. So, what should be our response? Our response to the throne of God that cannot be shaken is to what? Is to come boldly. It's to come boldly. Our response to the word of God that cannot be shaken is to, is to, is to what? Is to what? Is to what? Let me tell you. It's to build on it you build on the word of god you build your life on the world you build your business on the world you build your parenting your children on the world you build your finances on the world anything you build that is not on christ the world it's going to crumble if it's your money your finances you're building it it's not on christ it's going to crumble if it's your marriage you're building it's not on christ it's going to crumble if it's um your the economy of the world is not on Christ's control. Anything. And Jesus tells us in, in Matthew 7, 24 to 27, that if you hear my word and you build on it, you do what it says, you obey it, you, you are like a, you are like a wise man that builds his house on the rock. The rock signifies something that does not shift. Something that regardless of the wind, it does not shake. The mountains. But if you don't build your, your house on the word of God, if you don't build your finances on the word of God, you are also building. You are also building. But guess what? You are building on sand. You are building on sand. Why? Because the two houses we go up, 
So the fact that your house is going up does not mean the sun foundation can withstand the turbulence. Oh yeah, a lot of people are deceived because the house is going up. They think they are fine. No, 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 no. So the house is going up, but Jesus said the wind will come on both houses. The storm will come. The rain will come. The turmoil will come. One house will remain standing and the other house will crumble. The difference is one was built on the word and the others on the philosophies of men. Ah. So, four things that cannot be shaken. Number one is what? Come on. Number one, tell me. is the throne of God. Number two is, is what? It's the word of God. Number three, the top thing that cannot be shaken is the church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> the church of capital letter C church of Jesus Christ cannot be shaken. Kingdom comes, kingdom goes. But the church of Jesus cannot be shaken. The church of Jesus remains. Emperors come, emperors go. They attack the church, they ridicule the church. By the time they have expired, the church is still standing. <laughs> Amazing. Matthew, Matthew 16, verse 18. This is Jesus speaking himself. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell, all the storms of hell, all the gimmicks of hell, all the attacks of hell, will not conquer it. The church of Jesus is unmovable. It's unmovable. It cannot be shaken. Now, the church is built. Why can't it be shaken? The church is built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus as the Messiah. Now, you need to understand that there's the visible church and there's the supernatural church. The visible church has expressions in different local churches. The supernatural church is unseen, is a capital letter C church, and it represents all the body and the work of Christ on earth and in heaven. So, the, even though on earth the supernatural church, um, the, the church has both visible and supernatural. There's a component of the church that cannot be seen. And that component cannot be destroyed. Cannot. Cannot be destroyed. Cannot be destroyed. So, the visible church, however, can be shaken. As you can see, the visible church can be shaken. But the supernatural church cannot be touched. Cannot be touched. That's why, with all the killings of Christians in the world, when you finish killing them, because the supernatural church is intact, you see a fresh flow of the power of God. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. The church, which is the bride of Christ, is secure, totally secure, and abiding in the love of Christ. The church is the wife, the bride of Christ. The husband is alive. He will protect his wife. The husband is alive and well. So, when you kick against the church, you kick against Christ. That's why God said to, Jesus said to, to Paul, 
on the world to start us. That why are you kicking against me, Saul? He says, who are you? I don't even know you. Why can I kick against you? He says, if you persecute my church, you are kicking against me. Ah, the church cannot be shaken because the church is secure in the love of Jesus, the husband of the church. The church cannot be shaken. Isaiah 54, verse 10. Isaiah 54, verse 10. So it says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, it says, yet my unfailing love to you, we're talking about the nation of Israel, and which is the physical representation of the church, is a type of the church. The church is a, it, the promises to the nation of Israel, a lot applied to the church. So it's, it's, it's talking to the church. If you bring it to the New Testament, it says, my love. Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. My covenant of peace will not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. And because you are part of the church, God will have compassion on you in the name of Jesus. Jesus' love for you, unfailing, will not be shaken. So our response to the fact that the throne of God is unshakable. Our response is to come boldly to the throne of God. If everything around us is shaking, if everything around us is, is, appears to be giving way, we come what? Boldly to the throne that cannot be shaken. We come boldly to the throne that cannot be shaken. Our response to, to, to the fact that the word of God cannot be shaken is that we build on that word that cannot be shaken. We build our lives on it. So what is our response to the fact that the church of Jesus Christ cannot be shaken? Our response is we abide. We abide in the church. We abide in him. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you and on and on and on and on and on. We abide. So we are secure. We are not of them that turn back and abandon Jesus. No, we abide. We abide. We abide. We abide. So, number one, things that cannot be shaken, the throne of God. Number two, things that cannot be shaken, the word of God. Number three, things that cannot be shaken, the church of Jesus Christ. And number four, now, this is going to blow you away. It thinks that cannot be shaken. If you, are, if you are sitting, I need you to hold your seat tight because, you know, <laughs> the, the, the number four thing that cannot be shaken is the child of God. <laughs> and you're like, Pastor, what do you mean? The child of, yes, the child of God, and I'll show you in scriptures, cannot be shaken. First Peter 1.23 First Peter 1.23 It says, For you have been born again, but not, not to a life that will quickly end. Wait. You have been born again, but you have not been born again to a life that will end. Hmm. Your new life will last for how long? Forever. Forever. Because it comes from who? The eternal living 
word. Because it comes from the eternal, the living word. My hope is built on nothingness than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest spring, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So regardless of what happens to you on this side of eternity, your life as a child of God is secure. Is secure. Absolutely and totally. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse, verse 12, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 says that this is why I am suffering here in prison. Now, Paul was in prison. Come on. Many of us are not in prison. We are not, I mean, we've not suffered all the things that they suffered. He says, he was in prison. He says, but I am not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust. Ooh. And I am sure that he's able to guard what I have entrusted to him. Until the day of his return. I know whom I have believed. And I know he's able to guard what I've entrusted to him. What I've entrusted to him is safe, is secure, is unshakable. What has he entrusted to him? His soul. He has given his life to Jesus. The child of God is unshakable. John chapter 10, verse 28, Jesus speaking. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. He says, no one can snatch them away from me. For <laughs> my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from my father's hands. Nobody can snatch me from the father's hands. No one can snatch you from the father's hands. Why? Because no one is as powerful as he is more powerful. So the child of God is secure. The child of God is protected. The child of God is in the Father's hands. The child of God cannot be shaken because the throne cannot be shaken. The child was born of the word of God and it belongs to the church of God. The child of God cannot be shaken. You can imprison him. You can go through challenges in life, but the child of God is secure. The child of God is secure. That should just make you rest in God. That should just make you be at peace. At peace with God. Romans 8, 38 says to us, I am convinced that nothing can ever, ever separate us. What does ever mean? Forever and ever. <laughs> separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God, from God's love. Says no, 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 no. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Neither, indeed, nothing 
in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. No power, no skins of mine can ever pluck me from his hands till he returns or calls me home. Hmm. You see, there are lives are wrapped in the bundle of life that is in God. And that is a good place to be. So, what should be our response? Our response to the throne of God, the immovable throne of God, to the fact that the throne of God is immovable, is what? So, come boldly. Our response to the fact that the word of God is immovable is to build our lives on it. Our response to the fact that the church of God is unshakable, cannot be shaken, is to abide in his love. Our response that the child of God cannot be shaken, that my life is in his hands, my response is to be at rest. Be at rest. Just calm down. Be addressed. Be addressed. I have things in my life that attempt to ruffle me. But I remind myself time and again no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever block me from his hands till he returns or calls me home. Here in the love of Christ, I stand. So we see that from Hebrews that we read, 12, 27, that so that the things so that, that cannot be shaken may remain. When every other things are shaken, the things that cannot be shaken will remain. So rejoice. Be full of thanksgiving. Particularly today with Thanksgiving service. Be grateful. Be grateful that you have a God whose throne you can access. You have a world which cannot be shaken, which is forever settled. You belong to the church of Jesus who is solidly secure in his love and you are a child of God. In the palms of his hands. Rejoice because no matter the shaking in the world, these four things cannot be shaken. They cannot be shaken. So we come boldly to the throne of grace. We build our lives on the word of God. We abide in Christ. And we rest in his love. And you're like, Pastor, this is so beautiful. Can I join? I don't belong to Jesus. Can I come today and, and have the boldness to come to the throne of God? The confidence to build my life on the world. The joy that comes in being a child of God and being accepted in, in the fellowship of God and, and, and the security that comes for being in, in God's hands. I want to pray with you. You've never given your life to Jesus. Or you've given your life to Jesus, you are not with God anymore. They're saying, Pastor, pray with me. That is me. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, wherever you are, I'm going to count one to three. On the count of three, I want to put up that hand 
as a sign of faith and commitment to yourself. And God is seeing you and you put down the hand. So you put it up on the count of three and you put it down. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. That is me wherever you are. I want you to lift up your hand and put it down. Now, one, two, three. Put up that hand over your head and put it down back. God sees you wherever you are. God sees you. God sees you. Father, we pray for everyone that is committed to you. We ask that you breathe upon this one. Change their lives, Lord. Let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We pray for everyone that has said your word. Lord, help us to come boldly, to build on the rock. Help us, help us, my Father, to abide in your love and to rest in your security. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' amazing name, we have prayed. Amen.